This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I'm your host. And I woke up this morning with this seminar on my mind uh, that my teacher, John Roger, who I lived and worked with for a lot of years, um, that that he put out. And uh, it matches so well, I'm going to just play some excerpts and discuss with you more um, in depth about some of these principles um, and how that works in creating purpose filters. Uh, For those of you who missed the last live webinar I did called How to Actually Live Your Purpose, um, I'm excited to tell you I'm doing it again. We had a great turnout, and it is a great introduction into how to apply and how to really um, make these things come alive that I'm going to be talking to you about today. Uh, And then that's on May 7th uh, at 11 a.m., California time, Pacific time. And um, then on May 9th here in 2020, I am going to be starting the Purpose Filters for Success three-month course. Um, So if you have any interest in that or in what we're talking about here, uh, you can definitely participate. You can go to my website at transcend.online uh, and you'll see a, um, you can sign up for the, the email list. Uh, there will be a pop-up to sign up for that email list, and you can get information about how to participate in um, both of those classes, the free one on this Thursday, the 7th, and also the three-month course on Purpose Filters for Success. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into the first excerpt from John Rogers' God is Your, or God is is intention and you can if you want to listen to the whole seminar you can get that at msia.org so here we go I had a person ask me what was intention what, what is intention if you have they knew what unclear was but they didn't have what was intention I said intention might be another euphemism for God And somehow that clicked inside of them. Another person heard it and said, what do you mean? And I thought, I wished I hadn't brought it up. Because all you're attempting to do is explain what you can't explain. And it puts me on the spot because I can't explain it. But I can tell them what it might look like perhaps if they find it. And so they said, do that one. If we look historically, and we don't have to look too far back, and if we listen to uh, preachers preach, they usually have a phrase that sounds something like this, God has a plan for you. How many have ever heard that said? Okay. If God has a plan for you, that means there's an intention for you. And so, if there's an intention for you, then maybe God is just called the intent. I-N-T, E-N-T. 
God is intent. Another way of saying what is intent is it's going in a direction. If it's going in a direction, what happens if you don't grab it when it shows up? The people that didn't understand that intent is spelled out in universal language said, by the time this word gets past you, this intent, if you don't grab onto that, then the opportunity is lost. And so I grew up hearing opportunity only knocks once. Take it while it's there. Then later on, when I realized I'd missed a lot of opportunities, do you understand the word hopeless and futile and why try, why even do it? Even if it's there for just a second or maybe an hour during a month, the feeling of that is a very overwhelming, how am I going to do all of this? And yet you do do that. You do it. Which means to say that you had unclear intention about how to do that. Where if your intention was, I am going to do this, I don't know how yet, I don't have the methods yet. I don't know the behavior yet. Nevertheless, I am going to do that. This thing called intent, being God, has a way of reaching down into who you are, the I am, not necessarily your name, I am, and propel you, almost put you on a conveyor belt and move you through time and space to the place that you're going and you didn't know that. And when you get there, you're glad you were there. There was a, a lot to unpack in that one excerpt about intention. And one of the things that I focus on in in my courses and in the upcoming webinar is how to practically apply these spiritual principles and um, I lived and worked with John Roger for 17 years and one of um, the things that that became very a much part of my life is consistently applying these and then afterwards uh, going into what you might call the real world, the business world. The um, I was involved in a jewelry company that I founded, co-founded, and um, running that, and and how to apply these tools, these techniques, in our lives in a consistent way uh, to bring greater expansion, greater abundance internally and externally, and so. One of the things that um, that I am working with in this course, in the three-month course, Purpose Filters for Success, is creating these purpose filters. And one of the main ones is intention, which is why this fits in, like this excerpt fits in so well with what I'm doing. Um, and where this really fits in is there's five s steps to um, to purposeful success. And... And though, and the first one is definite definiteness of direction, and one of the things that Jr. discussed in that excerpt is how intent 
is going in a direction. Um, and how that energy that when we connect in a way to, um, to the spirit through that, uh, that that comes through and propels us forward. And how God could be a euphemism for intention, that, that God is that original intent. And so um, one of the things that, that we work with is how to use that in your everyday life. How do we use that information? Um, and part of that is becoming uh, clearer and becoming aware of what that intention is for you. Um, and the way I look at purpose is that it already exists and that it's not something that you have to like create. It's already within you. Um, and Jer also mentioned the I am, that, that part of you, um, that is you and that is connected to the spirit, that is part of or is that spirit and is that intent. So we really want to um, move to that place and get clarity from that place and um, and start living our lives from that place. And that's one of what I call the purpose filters. And the way that I have defined intention in the course is it's the quality that guides and informs all other decisions. Uh, it's something that can be lived and experienced in any moment and also is the gauge by which you'll measure um, if you're on course or off course with all of your visions, your goals, your actions and decisions in your life. Um, it is something that already resides within you, as I've said, and by tapping into that place of truth and wisdom, you're able to awaken into what your intention is. And so those of you who attended the first free webinar, the one that I'm going to be doing again this Thursday, um, we worked with the quality, which begins to be the basis for the intention and becoming aware of that. Um, and so that's really, um, you know, I, I love how JR really brings forward and communicates I mean, he's masterful at communicating these spiritual principles. Um, and so a lot of what I'm sharing with people now is how I have applied and how I continue to apply on a daily basis um, these principles, these spiritual principles. So I'm going to go into the next uh, excerpt from JR. Here you go. And if we get up, set up in a sequence of events... Those events go real well our way, as long as we go in the way that the events are going. And as soon as we start to declare, watch how I control this, watch for the person's nose to get bloodied real soon. But those people that are cooperating excessively with the flow of life often look like they're controlling life. I've had people come up to me and say things like, such and such you with the Spirit, and I say, listen, I don't control the Spirit. I just am cooperating so closely with whichever way it goes that it looks like I'm doing that. Listen, I am not doing that. I'm watching. I pull back some of my earnings periodically. Why? Because I know that that Spirit is no respecter of my thoughts. Just like I've been no respecter of what the spirit thought. 
I've often said, oh God, how dare you do such a thing to me? I didn't do anything to deserve this. Never thinking that if God did do it to me, God knew I was around and I should have been blessed. But instead you feel the cursing of it because we're not getting what we want out of the process we're involved with in our life. People say, what do you do when it happens to you? I said, you just grow a little thicker skin. Sometimes you get just a little denser. But at the same time, there's also another option called you can become even more sensitive to the way life is working around you. And instead of demanding it your way, which is really hard to get, most people, if we sit down and said, tell me what is your way for the end of your life, they will not be able to do that for you. They'll be able to do some generalizations, and let me do them for you. Health, wealth, happiness, loving, caring, and sharing, prosperity, abundance, and riches. We say, but how are you going to get those? And there's no real plan. It's not that they're planning to fail. They are really failing to plan. People say, how far out there do you plan? Five years. What's the nearest you plan? Tomorrow. What have you got in between there? A one-year plan, a three-year plan, and a five-year plan. Do you have anything else out there? Yeah, if this five-year plan turns over right, I got another five-year that'll start to kick in gear, but it's not detailed out, and I'm not going to until these other things show that I'm on path because I want a course correct going on. So if you really want to... Um be successful in investing and creating wealth that what Jared has talked about uh, from a spiritual perspective is really how you are, you become successful if you want to make money. Uh, and what I mean is that when he's talking about cooperation with what is, um, there's a in investing there's an idea of following the trend well really what's that saying is that you're cooperating with the direction that whatever market you're talking about or stock or anything that you're investing in you're you're cooperating with the direction that it's moving now it can go up and down and up and down uh but often unless it's going sideways it's it, it will trend up. So the highs will be higher. The lows will be higher if it's going up or if it's going down, the, the lows will be lower and the highs will be lower within that. So, um, so a lot of what he talked about here is something that you can see those who are making money, those who are, uh, creating wealth, they really are just cooperating with how things are moving and what it is and making those adjustments. He taught JR talked in that excerpt about the course correction. So if you, if you want uh, insight into how that works, how this idea of cooperation works um, within an investment framework, there you have it. Uh, and also, so this is one of the, one of the keys that we use in the steps to success is planning and cooperating um, and he discusses, you know, having that clarity of your plan 
and and that that is important, but also that course correcting is important and becoming sensitive uh, with the way life is working um, rather than going for your way. You know, you become sensitive with that and you move with that. And Jerry, I've talked about this in this podcast that he would tell me, you know, it looks like I'm in control, but really uh, I'm just cooperating with what is in control. And, you know, that he would say that a number of times in, in my time living with him. Um, and, and also this idea that spirit is no respecter of what you think, you know, it really what is doesn't seem to care with what we want, what we believe, what we think. Really, none of that matters to what is taking place. Um, and we can see that a lot in our world today. And I get involved in that, too, like where I get upset with things that I'm seeing going on in the world. Uh, and, you know, that's really just an opportunity to let go of of what I want and cooperate with what is and in the cooperating and in that taking a moment and watching and observing and seeing how things are going and how things are playing out within that, then I can become aware of the opportunities. Then as I make my plans, as I make my, as Jared talked about there, having that one year, three year, five year plan and the plan of what you're doing tomorrow. Um, and this, so planning becomes a, a very important aspect. And in fact, in, in the work, um, in the course work that we're doing in Purpose Filters for Success, that's the number two step is that planning. And uh, the way I look at, at planning um one of the great benefits of it, of having a clear plan, isn't so much that it's going to go the way that you plan it. I mean, depending on how closely uh, you've made your plan in cooperation with what is, um, it may go, you may be doing a lot more course correcting or a lot less. Um, but one of the great things about having that plan is that it gives you a demonstration. It allows you to envision and see how to get from where you are to where you're going, even though it's just one way to get there, to have a step-by-step, this is how I can get from where I am to where I'm going and the goal that I'm going towards. Um, it gives you that vision because what you can behold, you can become. That's something JR said again. And so is, as long as we are moving in towards that and we have that plan uh, and then we become very sensitive to course correct. And one of the terms I've heard in the investment community is to, I forget who originally said this, um, but to have, uh, to have very, <laughs> I'm going to forget it, but it's basically how, uh, um, to have very strong opinions held loosely. Um, so it, in a way, in that I just totally butchered that quote, but in a way, what the intent of it is saying is that, you know, you have a very clear um, plan, you have a very clear set of parameters that you're looking at, but the hold loosely part, so, you know, you're very, you know, you have a very strong um, opinion on that, but on how things are going to go in an investment framework, but you hold it loosely, meaning you're very sensitive and aware to things that change so that you can course correct 
um, rather than trying to fight uh, any changes, any things that you didn't foresee or that uh, are going uh, differently than you expected them to go. And so that's, that's really part of that cooperation. Um, and that's something that, that is really uh, a, an amazing tool um, to how you can use it. Now, in one of the things that I, I wrote this booklet uh, for those who enroll to the course, that they get this booklet about um, the purpose filters. And one of the ways I describe this is that in that booklet is that um, is it, it's like building this house and you, you create these blueprints and that's your plan. And then you submit them to what, you know, to the universal planning commission. It's like the universe has its own planning commission or God has its own planning commission. And so you put your blueprints in and then you start working on this house. And then you often don't know that um, the planning commission had changed your blueprint of your plan uh, until you get to that point in the construction. And so one of the things to realize is to have that responsiveness um, and to have that awareness uh, of how, and to have that understanding that, that, you know, if you're putting it in that plan in for the highest good, which um, I'm going to get to in a little bit and that Jer talks about in this seminar as well, um, that to know and to, you know, be okay with and to have that awareness that those, those changes really are for you. Um, the things that change in your planning that are different from your plans are really for you. They're not against you, even though it may not have been what you wanted or how you planned it. So anyway, so let's get to the next excerpt because um, this, this seminar, like so many of them, is so full of great information on this subject. So here's the next one. I'm under the impression, and I've got all my evidence and it's not good for anybody else, that he does know and is supplying and is setting it up. But you know what's amazing? He's made it extremely difficult to get to. Almost like it's on the top of this mountain that's 18,000 feet and my oxygen runs out at 10. And my energy runs out at 11. And it's there and I want it. Why can't I get it? So we therefore ask God to take it away from us to take away the trial and tribulation. And I found out that way just isn't any good. Neither can you say, give it to me a place where I can get it. I found out there was only one approach that really worked. It was called, give me the strength to get to it. Whatever it is, give me the power, the strength, the determination, the endurance to last to the end to get it. Don't take one thing away from me because I know that in the going for that, I'm going to be strengthened in areas that I never even wanted to be strengthened in. That I wouldn't even do on a good day. I will do to get that. That excerpt really um, brings us to the fourth step that I have here to successful, um, to purposeful success. And that is enthusiasm and persistence. And really this this deals with the persistence part of it, um, that endurance part of it. Uh, the Buddha said endurance is one of the most difficult disciplines, but it is the one who endures that the final victory comes. 
Um, and so, you know, this is an important step. And it, rather than looking at it as, um, as just trying to like get it given to you, it's really give you the necessary tools and necessary internal strengths and qualities uh, in order to maintain that focus. Um, the way I look at persistence is it is a choosing to your, align your energies uh, with your higher purpose in each moment, regardless of any conditions. Um, and that is something that um, becomes a great key to manifestation, uh, to success, is in um, having that, that discipline of maintaining your focus on your direction. And remember earlier, what, what did we say direction was, was intention. So uh, the persistence really becomes uh, moving from that place of intention and choosing to align all of our energies, which could be our thoughts, our feelings, our actions in this world, um, where we spend our money, where we spend our time, that we're, we're choosing to align all of those things uh, with our intention in a consistent way. Um, and one of the, the things that Jared talked about earlier would, in, one of, in the last excerpt was um, discouragement. Uh, and in the last uh, webinar, you know, we had a question of someone who, who was feeling that, having that experience of discouragement. And I think that discouragement, I mean, we all, at least for my speak for myself, I definitely go into feeling that discouragement at times. And it, it really is something that um, can stop us from moving forward. Uh, and so having that persistence and endurance and asking for um, whatever we need to have that is an important aspect of moving forward and moving through and out of, out of this, um, these feelings of discouragement and these things that might become obstacles to us. And most of the obstacles really are within us. Um, they're those discouragement, the downward spiral of our emotions, uh, or how we're viewing something, our perception of something. And, you know, there's a quote, and I'm so sorry to the person who said this, and I remember that it, it was um, taught by, I got this from Ron and Mary Holnick um, in, their, in the University of Santa Monica course, but it said that um, the quote was that uh, perception is edited observation. And to me, that's really key is that sometimes we, um, when we can move more into observation, we move more into cooperation with what is, uh, whereas when we have the perception is how we edit what our observation is. And so sometimes how we edit it isn't really in line with where we're going. And in those instances, it's important to um, redefine, uh, relook at how we're viewing something and taking that next step forward and moving uh, and moving our focus into that direction, moving how we perceive things into the direction that we're going. And so that, that was the um, excerpt I had from JR from this great seminar, God is Intention on Endurance. And then let's look at the be careful what you ask for. I did say that we'd be going into uh, him talking about for the highest good, which I mentioned earlier. And 
Let's roll this excerpt. We have to be careful what we ask for because there's a tendency that we get it. And you know what else we get? All the little things that were attached to it where we say, I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for that. And the, the answer is, yes, you did because you asked for this and all these things came with it. Now we come to the place, oh, good God, how do I ask for things and get them without being trampled by them? Is there some way, is there some method? We said, well, if our asking has some connection with God hearing, and there seems to be all sorts of indication that that's, that happens because we've all had the miracle or the grace come on us. We go, oh my God, that happened. I don't even know how. Wow, grace, magic, miracles. If we don't know and, there, and God is listening, we might say, God, keeping in mind my highest good. And you know what that is. I'd like to have that. But if I'm going to moan and be groan and curse you by the faith that is delivered to me, I would rather not have that. So this is a great excerpt discussing about being careful what you ask for and um, utilizing the highest good. <clears throat> That's one thing that I um, really talk about in that step number two of planning is that when we're planning and cooperating uh, that we talked about earlier, it's so important to add in there in our specific plans what is for the highest good and to truly inside of us in a way let go um, and, and in that letting go of uh, the outcome in a way that the predetermined outcome that we want um, we put forward that plan but we also it's a balance of moving into that place of of observation where we're in where we have the persistence uh, to really move on the higher purpose, uh, which is, which is really kind of how I, I talk about this and the way that I apply this is really the persistence and the endurance really, um, is in that higher, those higher purpose filters. And then as we move into the plan, we, we do our best to have the specific plan asking for the highest good. And then really moving into cooperation and understanding that whatever does come forward is for our higher, our highest good, our higher nature, um, our higher path. It, it is for the highest of what is for us. It's not against us how these plans change. Um, and regardless of how the plans change, regardless of uh, how these things, and as we are more sensitive to um, the way life is working and we can change our plans to match that, uh, we maintain our, our persistence and our endurance in going towards those higher um, and, and living in uh, those higher purpose filters, those higher um, intentions and visions. So um, I just wanted to share all that with you uh, because um, this this seminar, JR, really defines it so clearly and and brings it forward so clearly in the way he communicates these principles. Uh, and these are really this is really the basis of of the um, how I apply it 
is is based on these principles. Uh, so I wanted to share that with you. I hope you guys got some value out of that. Uh, if you want to participate in any of the things I'm doing, just go to my website, transcend.online. And I'd love to see uh, any and all of you um, in, in this workshop, uh, in the course, and in whatever other offerings I will be doing soon. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope that um, this was a benefit and value to you. God bless you all. Take care.